The Omaha Storm Chasers hovered around 500 for much of the 2022 season, ultimately finishing with a 71 and 78 record. While the wins weren't necessarily always there, the excitement sure was. A team that began the season with MJ Melendez, Nick Prado, and Vinny Pasquantino on the opening day roster ultimately saw a Storm Chasers era record 15 alums make their major league debut, including 12 alone with the Kansas City Royals. So, special congratulations to Bobby Witt Jr., Colin Snyder, Lucius Fox, who debuted with the Washington Nationals, Junior Marte, who debuted with the San Francisco Giants, MJ Melendez, Dyrone Blanco, Brewer Hicklin, Jose Quas, Vinny Pasquantino, Nick Prado, Nate Eaton, Elier Hernandez, who debuted with the Texas Rangers, Freddie Fermin, Michael Massey, and Drew Waters. There have now been 325 players in franchise history to have graduated and made their major league debut, including a 102 just in the Storm Chasers era. Few shined brighter in the beginning of the year than Vinny Pasquantino, who earned International League Player of the Month honors in May after posting an OPS over 1,100, hitting 12 home runs and collecting 35 RBIs in just 26 games. After starting the month with homers in back-to-back games, he finished May with homers in three straight. 2-2 pitch. Breaking ball hit high in the air, deep to right center field. Madrid is back onto the track. Say goodbye. Home run, Vinny Pasquantino. He's done it again. Vinny Pasquantino ties the game in one in the bottom of the seventh inning. It's his third consecutive game with a home run and his 15th overall this season. His dominance over 73 total games with the Storm Chasers, which included 18 home runs and 70 RBIs, saw him earn AAA All-Star honors from Baseball America. Still, for all of Pasquantino's prowess in May, it was Jimmy Govern who offered the moment of the year on May 7th against Columbus. After entering the ninth inning trailing 9-4, the Storm Chasers rallied to score twice and cut the deficit to three before Jimmy Govern came to the plate with the bases loaded. The 1-1. Govern smacks it in the air, deep to left field. Brooks is back on the track at the wall. He looks up and it's gone. It's a walk-off grand slam. Jimmy Govern wins it for Omaha. A miraculous comeback in the bottom of the ninth inning. The Storm Chasers score six runs in the bottom of the ninth inning and beat the Columbus Clippers. Chasers come all the way back to beat the Columbus Clippers. What a bottom of the ninth inning at Warner Park. What a Saturday night win. Jimmy Govern with a walk-off grand slam. Jimmy Govern's ultimate slam, the first for the franchise since Jorge Soler's in 2017, wasn't the only memorable home run for the Chasers in 2022. Nate Eaton hit a walk-off homer in his Werner Park debut on May 31st. And then, a little over a month later, the team set off early fireworks on July 4th with a franchise record nine home runs in a single game, including the record breaker from Michael Massey. 1-0 pitch. Massey lifts it deep to left center field. Badu sprints back at the track. He looks up. That ball's out of here. Michael Massey hits the Storm Chasers' eighth home run of the ball game. That's a Storm Chasers record. 
A two-run shot that extends Omaha's lead. It's 17-4 in the bottom of the sixth inning. The Chasers went on to win 20-4 that night at Warner Park in front of the largest crowd the ballpark had seen since 2019. When it came to home runs, nobody had more for the Storm Chasers this year than Brewer Hicklin, whose 28 homers, including one against a rehabbing Jacob deGrom, were also tied for third most in the league. Hicklin finished the year as the team's leader in games played with 130, while also leading the team with 85 runs scored, 119 hits, 30 doubles, his 28 home runs, and 85 RBIs to earn Omaha Hitter of the Year and fan favorite honors. Hicklin also stole 35 bases, becoming just the fourth Royals minor leaguer since 2005 to post 30 or more doubles and 30 or more steals in a single season. He fell just two home runs shy of recording only the third 30-30-30 season in minor league baseball in the last 30 years. He also shined in the outfield, tallying a league-best 15 outfield assists, including 11 as a right fielder. Austin Cox was named the Omaha Pitcher of the Year, and for good reason. He finished second in the league with a career-high 147 and a third innings pitched while posting a 4.21 ERA and leading the team with 24 starts. The left-hander ended the season with a strong September, recording five straight outings of at least five innings and three or fewer runs allowed. He struck out at least seven batters in three of his final five outings, punctuating his last appearance with a milestone K. The one-two pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. Got him with a breaking ball low and in. 100 strikeouts for Austin Cox in 2022. All told, Cox posted a 290 ERA in 31 innings in September with 31 strikeouts and only five walks to round out his first full season at the AAA level. Andres Nunez also enjoyed a dominant first full season in AAA, earning Omaha Pitcher of the Year honors from the Kansas City Royals. He was one of four players, along with Austin Cox, Jimmy Govern, and Clay Duggan to have been on Omaha's active roster the entire season. Nunez made 54 appearances, the most by an Omaha reliever since Alan McDill's franchise record 61 outings in 1998. He finished the year with a 361 ERA in 62 and a third innings with 69 strikeouts and 17 walks while recording seven saves in eight tries. Nunez's 361 ERA was seventh best among International League relievers with at least 50 outings. Brad Peacock, who began the season with the Chasers and ended the year with the St. Paul Saints, had the second-best ERA among that group at 226. Nunez was at his most dominant during a scoreless streak that spanned 22 appearances from May 19th to July 26th, when he threw 26 and a third consecutive scoreless innings. He later earned his first career AAA save to begin September. That kick started another streak of dominance to round out his season. Here's the pitch. Sinker in there, called strike three, and that's the ball game. Andres Nunez picks up his seventh consecutive save by striking out the side in the bottom of the ninth. The Chasers win it 8-7. to seven. While Austin Cox and Andres Nunez were anchors of the pitching staff, Andres Sotiet put up one of the best seasons in all of minor league baseball. The right-hander split the year between the Northwest Arkansas Naturals and the Storm Chasers, ultimately making 28 of his 47 total appearances at the AAA level. Sotiet finished with a combined ERA of 143 in 69 innings with 61 strikeouts and 24 walks. 
Here's the incredible part. Among all pitchers in minor league baseball with at least 60 innings this season, nobody had a better ERA than Andre Sotiet. Overall, 17 different pitchers made at least one start for the 2022 Storm Chasers, including Austin Cox, Jackson Coar, and Daniel Mengden, who each made at least 20 starts for the team. Cox and Mengden were the only arms to throw at least 100 innings for the Chasers, while Cox, Mengden, and Marcelo Martinez were the only pitchers to top 90 strikeouts. Brady Singer, Jonathan Heasley, and Chris Bubich, all of whom spend most of their season in the Kansas City Royals rotation, made a combined 15 starts for the Chasers, while Zach Granke and Daniel Lynch each made two rehab starts along the way. As pitchers will tell you, it's important to have good catchers, and the Storm Chasers had a handful throughout the season, including MJ Melendez, Freddie Fermin, Jose Briseño, and Nebraska native Jackson Reitz, who homered in his Warner Park debut in August. Freddie Fermin saw the bulk of the time behind the plate, especially following MJ Melendez's call-up in early May. Fermin played the fifth most games on the team with a career-high 87, including 69 as the team's backstop. In his first full AAA season, Fermin posted a career-best 845 OPS while also setting career highs with 17 doubles, 15 homers, and 56 RBIs. He was at his best in August when he hit 337 with a 420 on base percentage and 698 slugging percentage thanks to seven doubles and eight home runs. An insane six of those home runs came in just one six-game series against the scranton Wilkesbury barre Railriders when he went seven for 29 with six home runs and 12 RBIs to earn International League Player of the Week honors. 1-1 pitch. Slider hit high in the air, deep to left field, and Duhar drifts back on the track, at the fence, it's out of here! Freddie Fermin is in fuego! His second home run of the game! The Storm Chasers still trail, it's 5-2. But Freddie Fermin continues a scorching month of August. All season long, the Storm Chasers wreaked havoc on the base paths, finishing second in the league with 188 steals, but first in the league with an 84% success rate. The team saw six players finish with double-digit steals, including Drew Waters, who stole 13 bases without being caught in his 31 games before his promotion to the Royals in August. Michael Garcia stole 12 of his career-high 39 stolen bases with the Storm Chasers, while also rounding out a year that featured his Major League debut with an organization-leading 139 hits and 104 runs scored. Garcia also tallied career bests with 34 doubles and 11 home runs. But the team's biggest thieves were Dyron Blanco and Brewer Hicklin. Hicklin stole 35 bases to rank fourth in the league and in the process recorded his fourth straight season with at least 35 steals. Blanco, meanwhile, led the league with a career-high 45 stolen bases, the most by an Omaha player since Tom Goodwin stole 50 bags in 1994. For Blanco, it was his second straight year with at least 40 steals. And while steals were the headline of a career year for Dyron Blanco, nobody in the International League finished the year hotter. Blanco batted a scorching 436 across 23 games in September with 19 runs scored, 41 hits, 7 doubles, 3 home runs, 23 RBIs, 11 steals, and 14 multi-hit games. The throw, and Blanco skies it deep to right center field. Valera's back onto the track, back up against the fence. He leaps, can't get it. It's off the wall and bounces back in play. Garcia goes to third. Blanco stops at second. His third double of the game, a 5-hit night for Dyron Blanco. He's tied a career best. Dyron Blanco homered in the first, single in the second, 
doubled in the fourth, doubled in the sixth, and now he's doubled high off the right field fence in the ninth. In the series against the Columbus Clippers alone, Blanco went a ridiculous 12 for 22 with five doubles, a homer, eight RBIs, and four multi-hit games. He finished the season with a hit in 14 of his final 15 games and went 2-4 for four in the season finale to end the year with a 301 average that both led the team and ranked 4th best in the International League. He became the first Omaha player to hit over 300 in a qualified season since Frank Schwindel hit 321 in 2017. Overall, 80 players saw action in at least one game for the Storm Chasers this season, who were led by first-year manager Scott Thorman, along with bench coach Tommy Shields, pitching coach Dane Johnson, hitting coach Brian Buchanan, assistant hitting coach Ryan Powers, athletic trainer James Stone, and strength and conditioning coach Yannick Plout. While many of those 80 players boasted big league experience or made their major league debuts this season, many also played at the AAA level for the very first time. Thanks for tuning in and following along to Omaha Storm Chasers Baseball, both at Werner Park and beyond. It was a joy to share the 2022 season with all of you, and we wish you a healthy, safe, and relaxing offseason. For everyone with the Omaha Storm Chasers, I'm Jake Eisenberg. The 2022 Northwest Arkansas Naturals had no shortage of talent from opening day on April 8th to the season finale on September 18th. For the better part of the first half, the Naturals hovered around 500, but rapid roster turnover and struggles on the mound prevented the wins from piling up as quickly as they did last year, and Northwest Arkansas finished last in the Texas League with a 58-79 and record. Early in the season, the Naturals pitching staff was led by returning starting pitcher Drew Parrish, who at the end of the season was named the 2022 Royals AA Pitcher of the Year. Parrish made just 10 starts before call-up to AAA Omaha in early June, but made the most of his time with Northwest Arkansas. In May, Parrish was named the Texas League's Pitcher of the Week in back-to-back weeks, then the League's Pitcher of the Month for the month of May with a 0.59 ERA over five starts as he allowed two earned runs in his first outing of the month, then proceeded to fire off four straight starts without an earned run the rest of the way, 25 and two-thirds innings to finish May. On May 13th against Wichita, Parrish threw his second straight start of seven scoreless innings and set a new career high with nine strikeouts. Parrish a chance to get through seven shutout innings for the second consecutive start. The 1-2 on Walner. Outside corner, ring him up, called strike three. Seven shutout innings, nine strikeouts for Drew Parrish. What a start for the Southpaw out of Florida. Less than two weeks after Parrish was moved to the Storm Chasers on June 3rd, outfielder Tyler Gentry arrived to the Naturals from High A Quad Cities on June 14th and put the Texas League on notice immediately. Not only was the 2023rd round pick one of the Naturals' best hitters the rest of the way, he was one of the best in the league and all of the Royals' system, named Kansas City's 2022 AA Player of the Year. Combining his numbers between the River Bandits and the Naturals, Gentry led the Royals minor league system with a 326 batting average, 542 slugging percentage, and 964 OPS, while ranking second with a 422 on-base percentage, trailing only Logan Porter. His 326 average also ranked eighth among all full-season minor league hitters. From the day of his promotion to AA through the end of the year, Gentry ranked second in the league with 152 total bases and 63 runs batted in, while fourth in the league with 16 home runs in that span. Between July 30th and September 8th, Gentry reached base in 28 straight ball games, the second longest on-base streak in franchise history, a span in which he hit 356 with a 485 on-base percentage. And Tyler seemed to have a flair for clutch performances as well, leading the team with eight go-ahead home runs, including his last three of the season. The first of those three came in the ninth inning on September 3rd in Tulsa, after the Drillers had intentionally walked Tucker Bradley so that they could face Gentry. Again, the 0-2 pitch. 
Gentry hits that high in the air and deep out to left center field. Pajes back into the alley on the warning track at the wall. It is gone. You want to face Tyler Gentry? There you go. A three-run home run out to left center field. The Naturals lead for the first time tonight. It's 8-5. to five. While he didn't win any awards or receive top prospect-level hype, Australian infielder Robbie Glendening broke out for a career year, leading the Naturals with 19 home runs, 76 runs batted in, and 75 walks, all of which were career bests. When the Naturals opened the second half of the season in Amarillo, the entire offense exploded, with 19 home runs and 60 runs scored over the six games. Tyler Gentry was named the Player of the Week, and Nick Lofton homered in the series' first four games. But Robbie Glendinning did that as well, homering in each of the last four games of this series, including two in the series finale. Two balls and two strikes to Glendinning against the lefty in the pitch. High fly ball. Did he do it again? Deep out to left center. Barossa back at the wall. It is gone! Robbie Glendinning, his fifth home run of the week and his second tonight. Nobody in this league is hotter than Robbie Glendinning right now. The solo shot makes it 10-4 in the ninth. Now, as fun as it would have been to see more wins for the Naturals in 2022, it all comes down to player development at this level, right? And that was on display better than ever this season. A record 13 former Naturals made their Major League debuts this year, 12 of them with Kansas City. In the opening week of the MLB season, 2021 Naturals Bobby Witt Jr. and Colin Snyder debuted with the Royals in May. We saw more members of last year's championship team reach the big leagues with the likes of MJ Melendez, Dyron Blanco, Brewer Hicklin, and Jose Quas playing for Kansas City. And in June, it was Vinny Pasquantino. But but in July, a trio that began their seasons with Northwest Arkansas began their major league careers. Utility man Nate Eaton was the Naturals' leading hitter in April with a 333 average and stole 12 bases in just 37 games with Northwest Arkansas before promotion to AAA Omaha on May 27th. Eaton debuted in the major leagues on July 14th with a home run against the Blue Jays and ended 2022 having played in more major league games and with nearly as many plate appearances as he had at AA after starting the year with the Naturals. For the first two months of the season, second Second baseman Michael Massey was truly the heartbeat of the offense, and so much of the team's success was centered around his production. Massey homered in three straight games in Frisco from April 22nd to the 24th, and followed that up named as the Texas League's Player of the Week on May 1st, having driven in nine runs with a 4.17 average over six games at home against Amarillo. Though Massey turned it on to another level in May, hitting 3.81 with a 10.16 OPS and 29 runs batted in over 24 games. Michael played a big role in the team's only winning month of the season as the natural went 13-12 and 12 in May. Massey was once again named the Texas League's Player of the Week on May 29th after a six-game series in Midland where he hit 481 with nine more runs batted in, including a grand slam and multiple hits in each of the first five games of the series. After not making an error in 46 games or 394 innings at second base with Northwest Arkansas, Massey moved up to AAA and joined the Storm Chasers on June 14th, then made his Major League debut just over a month later on July 15th in Toronto. By the start of August, Massey was back in Kansas City for good and had established himself as the Royals' everyday second baseman. Like Eaton, Massey ended the season with nearly as many games played and played appearances in the major leagues as he had in double-A beginning the year with the Naturals. In that series for the Royals in Toronto, 2021 Naturals Freddie Fermin and Nick Prado also played in their first Major League games, but so did the Naturals starting shortstop to that point in the season, Michael Garcia. Garcia was added to the 40-man roster just this past offseason. Despite having not played above high A like Massey, he had a strong month of May, 
hitting 333, but entered the month of June without a home run yet, though Michael proceeded to bash four over his final 27 games with the Naturals. Garcia played a stellar shortstop for Northwest Arkansas and was a threat on the bases, stealing 27 bases in 30 attempts, which led the team and ranked eighth in the Texas League when the season came to an end, despite playing his last game for Northwest Arkansas on July 26th for another call-up to Kansas City before finishing the year in Omaha. One of the only things missing in last year's championship season were walk-off wins. The Naturals only walked off twice in 2021, and it was in back-to-back games in September. This year, the bug for dramatic moments found its way back into the clubhouse with five walk-off wins. The first two came from Suli Matias, a home run on June 4th and a single on July 4th. The last three walk-off wins all came within the span of seven games and one homestand in August. On August 19th against San Antonio, Diego Hernandez hit a walk-off fielder's choice. Then the next night in the 10th inning, it was a home run from Sebastian Rivero. A week after his fielder's choice, Diego Hernandez stepped to the plate on August 26th against Springfield and had the chance to send the fans home happy once again. The 1-1 pitch. High fly ball lifted deep to right field. Kaperniak back. He will watch it fly. It is gone. Diego Hernandez's first double-A home run could not come at a bigger moment. It's a walk-off two-run winner for the Naturals in the bottom of the ninth. Six to four the final. That walk-off tied the Naturals franchise record for three walk-off home runs in a season. It was also Hernandez's first double-A home run. He was just the second natural in club history to hit a walk-off home run for his first at the double-A level. Despite a losing season, there were a couple more impressive records set in 2022 by the Naturals. As a club, the Naturals hit seven grand slams in the regular season, tied for the most in the Texas League this year, and topping the previous highs of six last year, 2021. And starting pitcher Alec Marsh not only led the league with 147 strikeouts this season, but blew past the franchise record, which had previously been set at 134 by Eric Skoglund in 2016. Marsh's 189 strikeouts over two seasons with the Naturals now rank him ninth on the all-time leaderboard, and that record-setting season led to a promotion to AAA after the AA slate concluded one of 13 players who received their first promotion above AA this season. Others that received a taste beyond AA included outfielder John Rave, who found himself on SportsCenter's top 10 with a diving play in the outfield in early July, and pitcher Stephen Wood. Jr., who dominated the second half of the season in the Naturals bullpen with a 1.55 ERA over his final 18 appearances, the lowest ERA in that span among Naturals pitchers who threw at least 10 innings. And we can't forget about Logan Porter, who finished the year with an on-base percentage between the Naturals and Storm Chasers at 442, the third highest among all full-season minor league hitters. Again, while the winning percentage left much to be desired, the 2022 season for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals was filled with countless memorable moments and an incredible level of talent that made games every night so much fun to watch. For the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, I'm Nicholas Batters. Another season has come and gone along the Mississippi River, and although a championship repeat wasn't in the cards for 2022, the Quad Cities River Bandits were part of a historic summer in Davenport that left Bandits fans with plenty of memorable moments to look back on and Royals fans with lots to look forward to on the farm. 
At the plate, Quad Cities finished the year in the middle of the pack in terms of both runs scored and triple slash stats. And while the likes of Juan Carlos Negrete and Dylan Shrum combined for 24 homers and 122 RBIs to help complete rallies, the spark plug was oftentimes speed, which the Bandits used to collect the league-best 41 triples plus 176 stolen bases. And if you're talking speed, then you can't do much better than Tyler Tolbert, who became an instant fan favorite in Davenport with a plus glove at short, even winding up on SportsCenter's top 10, and arguably the best set of wheels in minor league baseball. This summer, the former 13th round pick was one of 13 players in the minors to record double-digit triples with 10. But if he didn't get as far as third, he just dashed into the QC record books with a league-high 60 stolen bases in 60 attempts. You heard that right. The only player in all of baseball, major leagues included, to steal more than 34 bases and not be caught this year. Including four pilfers with the Bandits in 2021, Tolbert is a perfect 64 for 64 on the base paths at the high A level and finished this year in a tie for fourth on Quad City's all-time stolen base list, while also becoming the first QC player to steal 60 bases in a season since 1990. The swiping didn't stop there, though. In addition to Tolbert, four other bandits recorded double-digit steals on the season, including Royals' number 22 prospect Diego Hernandez, who chipped in 27 and was a key cog in the bandits' lineup. Despite earning a double-A promotion along with Luca Tresh in early August, the 21-year-old finished the year as the Midwest League's third leading hitter, and with the help of a game winner, reached base in a team-high 29 consecutive games from May 11th to June 22nd. As the first pitch from Brito comes home, and this one's lined into right center field, and that's going to win it. McCullough around third, he scores, and the Bandits win the finale. Their first walk-off win of the season is off the bat of Diego Hernandez, who caps off his 18-game on-base streak with the game-winning knock. As manager Brooks Conrad's everyday center fielder, Hernandez showed impressive skills defensively as well and racked up eight outfield assists, the second highest mark among Royals farmhands this season. To wrap up the offensive side of things, you'd be remiss not to mention Peyton Wilson, who although struggled with the bat in his first couple of months of pro ball, led Quad Cities with a 307 average and a 913 OPS through the final three months of the year. The Royals' number 21 prospect even made an impression on the national stage in Dyersville, launching a homer for the Davenport Blue Sox in the first ever minor league baseball game at Field of Dreams to 18.79 in terms of pro teams. 1-1, hit high, deep to left field. Soleri looks, that ball's gone. Peyton Wilson mashes homer number seven into the corn, and Quad Cities now jumps on top, 3-0. Over his final 52 games of the season, the former Alabama product had plenty more where that came from, smacking nine of his season's 14 home runs and stealing 17 of 23 bases. To finish the year, Wilson posted a blistering 12.58 OPS in the month of September, including four blasts in nine games, and ended the calendar on an 11-game hit streak and a 19-game on-base streak. 
On the mound in Davenport, it was an up-and-down season for Quad Cities, who as a whole sported the highest team ERA in the Midwest League. However, both the rotation and the bullpen featured outstanding individual performances, with the rotation even becoming one of the Bandits' primary strengths down the stretch. Perhaps the biggest reason why was the emergence of right-hander Adrian Alcantara, who turned into the ace of the Quad Cities staff, and in the second half of the year, ranked within the league's top five in ERA, innings pitched, strikeouts, whip, and opponent batting average. Over his final eight outings of the year, the DR native logged six quality starts and picked up Midwest League Pitcher of the Week honors thanks in no small part to a two-hit, seven-inning complete game shutout, one of just five that took place in the Midwest League this season and the River Bandits' first since 2019. He peers in towards Familia for the sign and now comes set at the chest. The 1-2. Cut on and missed, he got him. Quad Cities shuts out the Great Lakes Loons behind the right arm of Adrian Alcantara, who goes seven shutout innings for a complete game victory. It's one of the best performances for not only the River Bandits this season, but in the career of the 22-year-old right-hander as the Bandits end the losing streak and pick up their first victory of the week in convincing fashion. Along with Alcantara, the Bandits' second half showing was also bolstered by Royals number 8 prospect Beck Way, whose wipeout slider arrived in Davenport via trade after Kansas City sent Andrew Benintendi to the New York Yankees in late July. Despite joining the squad mid-season, the former fourth-round pick immediately found his way into the rotation and held Midwest League hitters to a 189 average while posting a 115 whip and striking out 47 in just under 36 innings as a bandit. In the righties' penultimate outing of the year, Way put the exclamation point on the start of his Royals career, striking out 10 and twirling arguably the shiniest gem of the River Bandit season. 2-0 pitch. Slider left center cut, but popped up in the infield. Calling for it is Shrum on the right side by first base. He makes the catch in foul territory, and it's eight scoreless, hitless innings for Beck Way. Bandits will take a 5-0 lead into the ninth. What a performance for the Quad Cities right-hander. The former Yankees prospect is making a name for himself here in Davenport. Out of the bullpen this summer, Southpaw Emilio Marquez anchored Quad City's relief efforts with a 2.88 ERA and a .96 whip prior to a promotion to Northwest Arkansas. Working as both a piggyback starter and in late relief, Marquez led the league with 10 wins and was the second Bandits arm to win Pitcher of the Week honors. Brooks Conrad's go-to late-inning man, right-hander Casey Colick, also moved up to AA midseason after recording nine saves and posting a 2.56 ERA in 34 high-A innings for the lowest mark among Bandits relievers. After Colick's departure, it was Anderson Paulino who earned the high-leverage work after perhaps the biggest turnaround of any QC player this season. Entering July, the right-hander owned just a 6.64 ERA, having worked as both a starter and a reliever to begin the year. But over his next 11 outings, Paulino wouldn't allow a run, tossing 15 in the third consecutive scoreless innings while surrendering just 11 base runners. The stretch helped Paulino post a 2.10 ERA over the final three months of the season, as the righty capped off the streak with his first career high A save. Got to third but didn't score. On one wave and a miss, all out of sorts on the slider. 
And Paulino is just one strike away from 15 and a third scoreless innings and a Bandits victory. Here comes the one two. One hopper over towards short. Tolbert's got it. Throw on to first. Game over. The Bandits pick up a 3-1 victory in the series opener. Looking ahead to next season, Quad City's third as a Royals affiliate and 62nd as a member of the Midwest League. The River Bandits will be home on opening day for the first time since 2019 as they play host to this year's Midwest League champion, South Bend Cubs. For one final time, from the Quad Cities and Davenport, Iowa, I'm Kyle Kerchival. The Fireflies opened up the 2022 season with a bang as they rallied to tie the game against the Augusta Green Jackets in the 7th, and then they walked off the contest with this three-run homer from top 30 Royals prospect Eric Pena. 1-0 comes home. That's Craig towards right field! And that is gone! Welcome to Columbia, Eric Pena! Good night and good luck, Columbia Fireflies. That's the ball game. Seven to six, the final score. Eric Pena, the hero. The Gatorade coolers are out and they're tearing the jersey off the center fielder. It's only fair that the club bookended the exciting season with a runoff wild pitch that played Javier Vaz. That was the Fireflies' brand in 2022. A scrappy team that may have trailed a lot, but they were never out of games, particularly on big nights. The club had nine walk-off winners in 65 home games, including opening day, the final game of the season, and the July 4th contest against the Myrtle Beach Pelicans, where Omar Hernandez started the day off with a game-winning single. 2-1. Bounced up the middle, it's through! That's the ball game! The Fireflies walk it off! Omar Hernandez with his second walk-off single of the season, and here's the mob! The cooler gets Tony Pena Jr. as he walks off the field. Now everyone tearing off the camo jersey of Omar Hernandez. What a ball game! 9-8, the final score! Columbia comes back down, but never out, and they start the second half 9-1. 12.05 a.m., the time that the ball game ends. It was supposed to start at 6. First pitch didn't come until 8.24. But by golly, they got the Independence Day game in in front of 6,734 fans. No, no doubt about it, the 2022 campaign was a season of growth for a young Columbia Fireflies team, and that was showcased by an improvement between first and second half records for the club. After coming out of the gates 18-48 and 48 in the first 66 games, the Fireflies went 34-31 and 31 in the second half, keeping their playoff hopes alive until the final week of the season. A few players were breaking through from the beginning, though. Starter Noah Cameron won the Fireflies' first Pitcher of the Week award since 2019 after working five hitless innings versus Delmarva May 4th. He later got the call-up to Quad Cities. Another player who figured things out early was Rivertown. The 15th-round pick out of Dallas Baptist University joined a star-studded outfield that included returnee Daryl Collins, sought-after prospect Eric Pena, and Arizona Complex League top performer Yasuel De Los Santos as the fourth outfielder to start the season. By the end of the year, though, the Louisiana native had become the star of the show, exiting Columbia with a promotion halfway through the season after having a team-high 12 homers, 
45 RBI, and a 386 on base percentage at the time of his promotion. Town also championed a team record 33 game on base streak from June 9th to July 23rd, where the outfielder hit 345 with seven of those 12 home runs. River Town hits it deep to right field. Wetzel back at the wall. He's out of room. 10 home runs for River Town and 35 RBI. He puts the Fireflies up 3 to 1 in the bottom of the third. The Dallas Baptist product continues to surprise everyone here in Columbia. It's been absolutely incredible this season. A top 10 on base percentage in the league. And now fighting to get back to the home run leaderboard. Reinforcements came in two large waves for the Fireflies this year. First, they saw the addition of their core of their rotation in the middle of May. The Royals' three high school draftees from the first, second, and fourth round of the 2021 draft, Frank Mazzucato, Ben Kuderna, and Shane Panzini, landed in the Soda City and began to stretch out their professional wings in 2022. Mazzucato immediately became the highest drafted player in Fireflies history when he donned the Navy jersey for a Wednesday afternoon game where he spun three scoreless innings against the Pelicans. The southpaw was hailed for his curveball in the draft, and he used it as an outpitch in the pros, fanning 11.61 hitters per nine innings pitched in his professional debut. Payoff pitch, swing and a miss. Mazzucato gets him for out number two. Panzini provided the most consistency among the group, working an ERA in the mid-fours and 15 starts across May, June, and July. Panzini didn't have a period where he slipped or was the most dominant pitcher in the rotation, but he ate innings and he put the team in a good position to win ball games. In his first 15 starts, the Fireflies were 8-7 and seven when he started games. That was the best record amongst Fireflies starters during the stretch. Finally, Ben Kuderna was domineering in the Carolina League in 2022. The Kansas native had a 348 ERA and 17 starts and blazed through his first seven starts with a sub-225 ERA. His performance was enough to beat out Luinder Avila and a few season-long bullpen arms for the Fireflies Pitcher of the Year honors bestowed from the Royals. Oh, 2-2, excuse me, swing, Manzueta goes around. It's half a dozen strikeouts for Ben Kuderna. And if that's it for him, which it likely will be, it was pitch number 95. Well, then Ben Kuderna has his third quality start of the season for the Columbia Fireflies. The second wave came after an exciting start to the second half. After winning two of three against the Charleston River Dogs, Columbia swept Augusta to go from worst to first as the calendar reset in A-ball this year. With a playoff hunt on the mind of players and fans, the lineup received a refresh with 35 games remaining in the year. Gavin Cross, Caden Wallace, and Javier Vaz put on a professional uniform for the first time in their career, and Carter Jensen took some huge strides for the Fireflies to aid the club in their most intense playoff chase in franchise history. Jensen was a sub-200 hitter prior to July, but posted increasingly incredible numbers the final three months of the season. In July, the backstop hit 282 with a 411 on base percentage. In August, he hit 333 with a 495 on base percentage, and in a limited number of games in the the first half of September, the Missouri native had a 368 on base percentage. It didn't take long for the first round pick of the 2022 season to make his mark on Columbia. First pitch swinging, deep drive to left field, at the wall, it's gone! A two home run ball game for Gavin Cross, this time an oppo taco, a three run shot. 
for his third smash of the season. Kevin Cross was a monster for Columbia in 26 games. He carried a 1,019 OPS and walked 22 times while driving in 22 RBI in 99 at-bats. The bat speed and power was prevalent as he homered once in every 14 at-bats in the Carolina League. The introduction of Wallace to the infield helped solidify third base for Columbia, as Wallace was the best defensive third baseman to play for the Fireflies since Jake Means manned the hot corner for a few months to start 2021. If that weren't enough... The second-round pick from the 2022 draft hit 294 in 27 games in Columbia and mustered 12 extra base hits of his 32 total knocks on the season. Placing Wallace and Cross around Jensen in the lineup offered Jensen protection that he didn't see in the first half, helping him hit a board and set the table for the two big boppers. Finally, another 15th-round pick who spent time with LSU Eunice was able to put things together for the Fireflies. Javier Vaz hit 289 in September and scored the final round of the season, advancing home on this walk-off wild pitch. 1-0 offering. Bouncing in the dirt. Gets away from the catcher. Vaz is scampering home. The throw's not in time. A run it off. Wild pitch. Javier Vaz wins it. 4-3 for the Columbia Fireflies. Have yourself a season, boys. Bring out the Gatorade coolers one last time. It's the ninth walk-off in Columbia in 2022. We started the season with the walk-off at Segra Park, and now we end the season with the walk-off at Segra Park. Needless to say, it was a fun season in Columbia. The Fireflies finished the second half 34-31 and to bring their overall record to 52-79. and They accomplished their first series sweep in the six-game series era as they brought the brooms to Augusta at the end of June, and they had three consecutive walk-offs against the Salem Red Sox August 24th through 26th, powered by Lisandro Rodriguez. The 1-2 offering. Smoke to right field, deep into the night. This one is out of here. Count it for the Columbia Fireflies. Lisandro Rodriguez with his first home run in the neon uniform, and they're waiting for him at home plate. Five to four, the final score. Thanks so much for sticking along for the ride. Whether it was in person or over the airwaves, it's been a joy to witness this team with the fans uninhibited for the first time since 2019. Of course, we can't wait to welcome you back to Sager Park again April 6th when the Fireflies open their 2023 season versus the Augusta Green Jackets. But for one last time, we'll sign off in 2023. From Columbia, I'm John Kosis.